I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, hi, everybody. The Tuesday idiots are here. Are you excited? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, James. Oh, I, I, well, I, that's brought joy to my heart being called <laughs> a, a Tuesday idiot. It seems so fitting. I normally get called a village idiot on Twitter. <laughs> so a Tuesday idiot's mixing it up, you know? Yeah. I like how niche it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah specifically Who's idiotic. in the Tuesday idiot gang? We want to hear from you. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Elvin, and this is James Williams, and this is Is It Just Me? Hello, hello. The podcast that... I don't know, brings idiocy into the mainstream. <laughs> makes, makes Tuesday it, gives it the gravitas, <laughs> if you will, that it deserves. And today we are joined by one of our... Massive idiot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the biggest idiot we could find. No, one of my favourites. One yes. of the besties, a returning guest. We love a returning podcast guest. We do. It means you haven't actually done a terrible, terrible job. It's, <laughs> it's fabulous, glamorous broadcaster, TV presenter, documentary maker, and now podcaster extraordinaire herself. It's Anita Rani. Well, hey. Oh, I think I think you flicked the switch, Anita. Oh, look at that. Oh, have you ruined oh. it, Anita? It uh, I've been here 20 seconds. Broadcaster extraordinaire who can't <laughs> actually use a microphone. The when mic you, is on. Hurrah. When you do podcasting, I've learned that the microphone needs to be on. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I have learned that the hard way. Yeah. Podcast 101, yeah. Anita. Yeah. Turn yeah. the mic Put on. Turn the mic on. <laughs> we're, re- we're really on brand with the Tuesday idiocy. Uh, and I was going to say, and yeah. at least now people will know I'm not sitting here wearing these comedy large headphones looking like an idiot for no reason. You look like a Cyberman from Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Picture coming Especially through. Especially when he wears lost a polo in space. <laughs> yeah, they are. But they served a purpose because otherwise, can you imagine how awkward it would have been getting all the way to the end, going, "There's no Anita on this podcast." No, it's yeah. good that you told me because I'm having to do it myself. I have a mic and go around, and I don't have a producer, and I don't have anybody helping oh. me. There's nobody to press play and record and all it's the rest scary, of it. Isn't it? So yeah, so it's good that you gave me that bit of advice. Anyway, oh, I, I would highly recommend delegating all of the above. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it's very stressful. I, I think otherwise. I genuinely need more people to delegate to in my life. Yes. I find. There's not enough people who take Wouldn't on my stuff. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just have imaginary but actually effective PAs and butlers? I mean, you go 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 really old school. Yes. Just have those I must be a elves. terrible boss though. Because elves. I did this uh, management training course many many years ago where they told me it was very very inconsiderate not to delegate oh. because you need to empower people True. to to 
own their tasks and do what they want to do. So it's not telling people what to do. It's empowering wow. them. Wow. Well, that's but a good way of looking at it. But I just, I'm, the one, I'm from the opinion that I could just do it myself. Yeah. I could yeah. do it myself and I could just do it quicker. But then that's I don't the run problem, an army of people like I you, I know Joe. I can't do it myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very, very aware of my limitations. Yeah. That's good. Good attitude. <laughs> but, that, but that's yeah. good because also the worst thing is faux delicate. Deli- delicacy, no delicacy. Del- de- what's the word I'm looking for? So delegating, delegating. Oh, delegating. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, it's idiocy right here, right now. Uh, no, because you're people who think they can delegate and they they sort of empower you to give you that job, and then they literally micromanage the shit out of you. Yes, and then there's the other people who think that they're doing everything in themselves. Oh and yes. actually, that's not the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> they sit there, anything. they take all the all that sort of praise. Yeah. <laughs> and tell you how stressed they are because yeah. there's so much going on. But actually, you're, what are you actually doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like those celebrities that pretend they don't have a stylist. I hate those celebrities. Yeah. Like, me they too. really wind me up. Oh, I've done. I've taken somebody on, actually. I'm hey. working with somebody. Ooh, that's uh, that's one delegation. Yeah, because well, you are looking mighty fine today. You are. Except, but I'd this like is my attire. They're Mulberry, man. They're super great. I'm so, I'm, can I just say, I'm, I'm so chuffed that I'm <laughs> yeah. able to tell Joe Elvin that I've got Mulberry boots on. These are my birthday acquisition from my husband. Obviously, oh, I told no. him what I wanted. And a yeah. lovely festive red jumper as well. Oh, yeah. Are you on. feeling festive? Yeah, yeah massively. I'm, I can't swear, obviously. Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Can I? Yeah. Okay, I'll go I'm for fucking it. knackered. <laughs> I'm just going to be really honest. You know, I love how you jump straight in with a fucking uh, eater. It's I, I do wish you would have the good grace to look knackered just once. Ding! But great. Like, it's been an incredible year. I'm trying to sprint to the finish line, kind of crawling, but having a good time. It's been a good year, but I'm ready for Christmas. I went to my mother-in-law's yesterday because it was a birthday and I carried a tree up the street. I was like, there! There's one of these kind of shops just selling trees on the side of the road. So I bought a tree, took it up, arrived, decorated it for her. So everybody's feeling festive in the you family. You really do do everything yourself. Say, Whether they like it or enough. not. Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. Wow. That's that bit. Um, I always feel a bit bad for people with birthdays so near Christmas, but did she enjoy it? <laughs> she did. Well, yeah, of course she did. She had all her kids there, yeah. went to this lovely Thai place. Yeah, it was great. The yeah. whole family. And, and I get on with my in-laws, so it's all good. And tell me about this. When you um, decorate a Christmas tree, are yes. you... See, I quite like... I, I, I try every year and fail to have something that I think, you know, might have El Deco screeching around in a minivan with loads of photographers. But then you've got the children and the family who just want to pile everything on and make it look like someone vomited a tinselly Christmas tree. Where are you on the spectrum of... Where so we were having this discussion yesterday. There are no children in our family yet. So it's there are all adults. So we are in the, let's make it as tasteful as possible. Yeah. El Deco a go-go. M- yeah. Mother-in-law brought kind of box of decorations out. I was like, no, 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 no. Leave me to it. I'll do it. Because we, we had it silver and red and it's tastefully done. And that's that. Yeah. But that, I, I'm all full kind of crazy family, put stick them on. You know, it's Christmas. I don't know. There, yeah. we, we have this massive fuzzy felt goose um, bauble. <laughs> it's not even a bauble. It's just like a, a cuddly toy with a bit of string coming out of its head. And every year my husband and I have a passive aggressive fight because he likes it and I frigging hate it. <laughs> and it goes onto the tree when I'm not looking and it gets taken off when he's of not looking and that goes on for weeks. Well, the thing is, I do think your Christmas decorations are a bit like your wardrobe because you, you are tempted. You add, don't you? Every year you add something. Yeah. At some point you've got to edit or otherwise you're literally yeah. going to have a whole heap of shit on your Christmas tree. I've yeah. been using the same... And, you know, growing up, we didn't have Christmas trees at home. We didn't even have a traditional Christmas. Some years we'd do it, some years we wouldn't. But just because my mum didn't think of Christmas, it was just never a big ritual in our house. 
house. It was just a holiday. And they were often working because they had their own business. So it was only when I became a teenager that I was like, can we have a tree one year maybe? And now being an adult and having my own life, I go crazy and I make my house into a winter wonderland and I have a tree just because it's something I never had as a kid. Spray can of snow on the window. We got, okay, I shouldn't say this because it's so bad for the environment, but you know, people make mistakes. But we bought fake snow and stuck it in the garden two years ago because so Tori Spelling of you. Did she load in, didn't she? What? One oh year for God. Christmas, you know, Aaron Spelling, mega rich, he won he, living yeah. in LA, one year that he famously helicoptered in a load of snow. Amazing. So that she could have a white Christmas. She was in 90210, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. which her father executive produced. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, no nepotism yeah. to see him. No, 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 no. She was um, marvellous in it. She was seminal. one of the best, yeah. yeah. Her greatest work, I would say. Yeah. And you are working right up until more or less Christmas, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing a new project. Yes, what's uh, going on with I've got you? loads of stuff. I don't yeah. even know what I can talk about. But I've got a new project that I'm doing, a four-part thing that goes out next year, BBC One. Um, all, all I'm going to say it's all about plastic uh, so we'll put that out there and then a new programme that's starting at the beginning of January about the arts and crafts movement which uh, is a BBC Two format that's lovely we've put six crafters in a house beautiful Aww. house in Wales and made them live and breathe the Victorian ethos of the arts and crafts movement and got them making incredible stuff I've got to say I am loving this slight return there does seem to be a trend yeah. now in TV of, of, of a gentler kind of TV isn't there <laughs> we've gone through that hideous reality exploitative you know sort of seeing the sort of puppet masters manipulating these poor kids and now we're having a return to good old fashioned like I think quite we're living in TV. quite sort of dark and cynical yeah. times aren't we so maybe there's a return to people just wanting their entertainment to be a, a pottery bit wheel kinder <laughs> and also you're right tapping into something that's sort of innate in all of us that harks back it doesn't matter where you're from in the world it's only you only have to look back a few centuries or no a few generations and we're all from a field somewhere right and we all used our hands to create pots and yeah. tools and all the rest of it so maybe that's why yeah maybe that's why country file is so popular maybe that's why all these arts and crafts programs are doing so well and it's quite meditative and mindful yes all of those things and great on a hangover unless although i've i've tried and failed many many times in my life to to master knitting and i just there is there is a one-way fast track route to a temper tantrum have you tried giant knitting this is amazing. It I sounds saw like it. an even what? gigantic ball ache. No, it's not. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, like, you look, I have to say, you look a, like a bit like a twat because the knitting needles I'm are used to enormous. That. I'm made my peace with that how many years you, ago. <laughs> so how do you take those on the tube? Let's take your twattishness to yeah. a whole new level, Joe. Right. Giant knitting. Yeah. And they are literally enormous. They are like pugil sticks. But you knit. I'm um, sorry, what? Well, like What's pug- a pugil stick? Is, 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 is that like on gladiators that they used to use? Those, 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 those they look like giant uh, yeah, earbuds. Like, yeah, sort of. They're that level oh. of enormous. But the beauty of it is you can knit a scarf in 20 minutes. Because the idea is the stitches are so big. So I could just use a couple of pool cues but or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah but yeah. slightly thicker. But wouldn't yeah. you need ma- a massive yarn? Yeah, you would. But it is... Isn't it, you wouldn't need... Honestly, you'd need a yarn the size of a scarf. I, I swear this is not a fever dream. I did see this with my it own just, eyes. It just sounds Giant like someone... It sounds like it's just someone trying to pretend to be Lilliputian or something. <laughs> it's just sort of like it does look... But honestly, when you see it done, you're like, that's actually quite cool. And the scarves are actually surprisingly quite So stylish. what's it called? Giant knitting. Giant knitting. I'm Googling that. Yeah, get, yeah. get Googling it, people. It's a thing. And you've anyway. got a podcast starting. Yes. Well, it's already started. It's called It's Anita Rani. And it's... How um, did you come up with that name? <laughs> I know. It took me a yeah. long time yeah. keeping it all together. Yeah. Keeping it simple. Just to remind yourself. Yeah. As it's, you're going along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, you know, kind of coming up with clever names is just oh, spotting clever. Talk about a ball ache. Yeah. yeah. 
It's the hardest thing. Yeah. Even in TV, you kind of come up with a great idea for a TV show and it takes so long to come up with the name. Yeah. That is like but also, the don't hard. you think sometimes you overthink it and then you overcomplicate it yeah. and it doesn't land? People don't get it. You can make it too complicated that it doesn't work. So sometimes and you just go with the most obvious basic like, And everybody's got an opinion. I've launched a few magazines in my time when you have to come up with the name of the magazine and whatever you come up with, someone's got a really idiosyncratic reason. Where, oh, yeah. I mean, I bet you when Marie Claire was launched, mm. I bet you somebody went... I went to school with a Marie Claire and I hated her. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it's like there's always yeah. that sort of thing. But, but what kind of stuff do you talk about on It's an Easy So Night? it's interesting people, really. It's all about me spending time with people. It's twofold. It's me being able to do whatever the heck I want. And it's totally liberating. No directors, no producers. I don't have to go and get a program idea commissioned. It's just me, people I know in my world who I find interesting. So I've recorded eight and I'm doing them wherever I go. I went to India and met this fantastic girl called Anusha Yadav who's doing this brilliant Indian memory project where she's getting people to send her photographs of the time when the British were there during the empire to retell the story and the history of empire through photographs fascinating so it's yeah. not just people who have written books um, a friend of mine Anushka Shankar she's a sitar player Ravi Shankar's daughter oh, wow. I went to her amazing house sat with her she played we just ch- just chewed the breeze really it's amazing. a bit like this we talked and it's just interesting people who are inspiring it's the best you know the best moments of Desert Island Discs yeah. where you have no idea who these people are and then all of a sudden you're left feeling super inspired and just their story and lifts you and enlightens you and more than that I quite like a misfit being one myself I want to tap into those people that have something incredible to say or something funny or just have a really interesting life that might not necessarily get picked up elsewhere that's amazing I hope so yeah it sounds fascinating podcast world is all new to me but it's so fun and I'm dipping I think so I'm dipping my toe in (laughs) I don't think we're getting I tell you, I met one girl. I mean, to be honest, I thought you are, you are. When she was, when she was sort of mentioning all the criteria of of a guest, I was going, yeah, I don't think we're going to be true. No, you are misfits. And Joe, your story is fascinating. So, and it's about meeting people. I'm going to get you on. I've forced you to. You basically guilt tripped your way into that one, haven't you? You're absolutely brazen and shameful. I was. I'll tell you, I met one. This is how I genuinely got one person to come on my podcast, and this is an insight into my world. I was at a day rave. <laughs> in the summer and uh, I wasn't drinking because it was Sunday uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big junglist like I was really into jungle music I'm a 90s kid went to uni that was my scene so we went along group of friends and my mate was like Anita you've got to meet Kerry you've got to meet Kerry and this fabulous looking girl comes up to me beautiful bright eyes had a feather in her hair and I was got chatting to her and she's a junglist, female junglist MC. Wow. And so, and, but she was so shy and she wouldn't, and I was like, please come on, do some MCing for me. And she was like, all right, just come with me. So she stood me by the speaker and just freestyled wow. over. And that, like, it's making my hair stand on end. My, sh- my waxed arms <laughs> stand on it. And then I said, right, you, and she came home and we chatted and she told me her remarkable story. Um, and I don't want to give it away, but you know, she's kind of from the wrong side of the tracks in a big way. Oh, and that sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she she we put a record on and she got going in my house. It was cool. Fabulous. So if you got any freestyle MCing, well, Joe, bring it my way. Well, I would just like to go back to the part of that story where you said I wasn't drinking because it was a Sunday. I felt terribly guilty in that moment because I, I drink because, because it, it is a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. funnily enough, we yes. will come on to talk about yes. that in one of our topics today because obviously you need to, you know the drill by now. You I do, know yeah, 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 of course. So it's time to get on to some serious heavyweight topics I'm ready let's do it okay then ladies first up this week and uh 
basically just following on from what we were just talking about. Is it just me that now has to schedule in my diary, quite, quite literally in my my printed physical diary, I write in the dates I'm going to drink. I'm literally scheduling my drunken behaviour. Now, I know this sounds weird and very controlling. Joe, you're looking at me so horrified. Wow, I just don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> I mean, for a start, I, 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 from what I understood, you haven't drunk for about six months now anyway. Eight weeks. I, oh, I, I yeah. have drank now. Oh, I, have right. drank. I did an eight-week challenge where I didn't drink for eight weeks. And? Um, and actually, bizarrely, I found it easier than I thought. And I found it easier the longer I went on because I think I've talked about this before. But once you get past the initial phase of all your friends thinking you're not going to do it, you're not going to stick to it, when they get bored of trying to tempt you and make you fall off the wagon... Once that's gone out of the way, the rest of the period actually was quite easy. But for that reason, it has made me readdress the way I drink. And so now I don't want to just get back in. Because to be honest, I wasn't like a massive, like, you know, booze hound, necking booze every day of the week. But I was that person who would go home and maybe, oh, I'll have a glass of wine with dinner. And then obviously I would have a, a night out of the weekend. So, you know, but I, I kind of wanted to get to a place where I was looking at booze more as a, an occasional treat rather than just being something a bit throwaway that I would mm. just you know, think, yeah. do that thinking. So... Yeah, so now, and obviously coming into finishing this challenge at peak drinking time, Christmas. You're going to go nuts. Well, no, this is why. So I looked at my diary and I thought, because obviously, you know, we're at that point in the year where every day now you've got an invite, somewhere to go, an excuse basically to take a free drink or to go to a friend's house and basically cut loose. So um, I looked at my diary and I thought, no, choose what are the days you really feel like, or, or this is even worse, choose the company where you really will need a drink. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's that terrible. Well, if you're going, so it's, if okay, you're drinking so with it, a mate, they know that you basically well, can't stand them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or, Joe, this is all good you. information. Or, no, yeah. or I'm thinking yeah. more, you know those friends who were really finding it quite hard when I wasn't drinking? You know those friends? And so I know if I went out now post-challenge and I said, oh, tonight's one of my non-drinking nights, they'd be like, for fuck's sake, you've been, you, yeah. yeah. So I need to make sure that those people who found it quite hard, me not drinking, I can't not drink on the you know i need to schedule a drinking day that's for them. a lot of anxiety on behalf of other people well you, yeah have you met me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i embrace it. i'm a i i i do diarize but not i don't literally do i don't have to <laughs> sit there with my diary open but now mentally i do a because i don't know whether i'm really good at drinking or really bad at it but whatever i put my heart and soul into i do it well um so and also my job you can't hide yeah i can't i never drink on a school night because should we let the siren go first? No, it's fine. Yeah, oh right, yeah. okay. That's, it's, the, that's it's the beauty of London. these mics. I know yeah. they don't pick up that sound. And he's come. He's parked up outside. He's coming to get me. Oh no, not Sony again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's Ollie Murs in there yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we we have joked about that with Ollie on the podcast. Don't oh, worry. Okay, you, you, you can laugh really about yeah. poor Ollie being a magnet for any kind of drama. Yeah. So I so I can't hide. So I don't drink on a school night, but. Um, I, and I'm not someone who drinks every single night, but I live in East London and lots of people live in East London who don't seem to have jobs <laughs> and seem to be... They love a drink on a Sunday. On a Monday morning, <laughs> you know? It's it's all happening all around. So I've just got to be really careful yeah. because I live. I have a really wonderful group of friends who are just always up for a drink anytime any place and it's very easy for me to go oh yeah cool and then before you know it we've sunk a bottle of wine and yeah. that is like unsustainable also i just can't do hangovers oh no anymore. i can't my hangovers are beyond horrible. i need a week off yeah i mean it's, it's absolutely that dreadful bad. i have to even when i drink now i can't drink more than two or three yeah of yeah. something so that's why i don't i don't diarize at all i just try and make sure i've got two, three, hopefully four nights where I don't drink. 
Yeah. And then the other nights. But that's good. You can yeah. do moderation, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what I need. Like, I, I'm diarising because I know when I'm finishing for Christmas and I know there'll be a night when I'm out with my friends. And that for me is like, okay. But I also need to know that I've got like two days off afterwards. Yeah. But yeah. I need to be, the moderation is what I want. I well, that's I'm, what I'm trying. I guess that's what I'm trying to find. Because in a weird way, I think the more dangerous days are the days where you just. Let yeah, cut, totally cut loose and just go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get up tomorrow. Let's see where the night takes and that's me. That's terrible. And I think that's where you then end up doing drink after drink after drink, and you know. You and is that because of the culture of the way we drink in this well, country? Yeah. We're binge it, drinkers. It, it, I think this whole conversation is just interesting. That it's alcohol is just so prevalent, yeah. and, and you're the weirdo if you're not drinking. Yeah. Totally, and that's and terrible. I think that that's what needs to change. It was quite fascinating. I was at an event yesterday and there was an American girl who literally just, just arrived from New York and um, I said, oh, you know, where are you staying? And funnily enough, she was staying in around East London and she said, um, yeah, you guys start celebrating the holidays like early. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, what do you know? It is no, like mid, mid- well, you know, it's any day that ends with a Y. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, I, didn't say, yeah. I said, well, you know, it is mid-December. She was like, no, I meant like the hour. She's like, like, I like left my hotel at like two o'clock and there were people staggering around Oh, Santa's yeah. outfit's drunk. I was going, oh yeah, that yeah, we kind of do that. Don't you do that in New York? She's going, mm. I'm like New York, the city that never sleeps. No, no. So you, it is a terribly British thing, I think. Yeah, that we just well, not- in a weird way. I love it. There's there's not course, that judgment, but sometimes you have to find that balance, don't you? I went to Sweden once and had a brilliant time and did some filming, but. Got there and thought, this is great. Everyone's so beautiful. They've got it so right. Their system is so fair. Da, 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 da. Their clothes are so chic. And then after a couple of days, just something about it wasn't sitting right with me. And I landed back at Heathrow in the morning. I got a cab back, to the, driving up through Bethnal Green, and it was 11 o'clock in the morning. And I saw a young couple in a bus stop drinking some cider. And I thought, that's what Sweden's missing. Yeah. That's what. So, and like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I quite like cider. that. Yeah. But. You know, I do toy with the idea, and I'm going to say it out loud for the first time in my life, with trying to quit for a bit. Mm. Because, and I've never said it out loud because it's terif- the thought of it terrifies me, which is so weird. Well, and the minute you say it, and then if you have a drink, everyone goes, oh, oh well, yeah. I thought that, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Well, yeah. I, this is the thing. I never said I was giving up drinking ever. You know, I, I did it for this health challenge. It was part of it. It was part of the deal. And I kind of did it because uh, it was almost a bit like, okay, show me what you got. Because this health challenge, F45, has been built up as this life-changing thing. And I have to say, I've loved it, and I, I do enjoy it and the first time I did the challenge I thought well, I'm going to do it pure the first time and then when I do it the next time I will have the occasional treat and cheat my cheat occasionally um, but you know obviously now you do have that thing I, w- I was actually scared when I first had that first sip of wine after eight weeks I was genuinely terrified thinking is this going to make me feel weird am I going to turn into a slurring monster yeah. am yeah. I going to just feel like crap um, so it, it was really bizarre and I and I totally can understand because I've met so many people who have said to me they never in- who are teetotal and have been teetotal now for several years but they never intended to give up drinking it just became quite addictive in the same way that you know it's easy to fall into doing something and a habit's quite easy to form it's quite easy to form a new one yeah I'm totally with you the thing yeah. is that it's, I, I'm, and I would love to be able to do it we'll see we'll see I always do a dry jam yeah. so that's quite always quite a nice little oh my experiment. god I think January's the worst <laughs> I know it is. Traditionally, I do agree. But my problem is, I love a cozy pub with an open fire and a bottle of wine with friends. I love it, and that's what I miss. I did not miss. I mean, obviously, I'm a certain age now. I didn't miss the going out clubbing or going into bars. Oh no, no, no. I didn't even miss spirits. I just missed red wine. Red wine is that because it's a hug in a glass. I would, I I would struggle. My voice. I'm getting emotional at the thought of it. Yeah, I I would struggle without that relaxing glass of wine while I'm cooking. Yeah. Like every time. I don't do that every time, but that's such a nice ritual. It's so true. And I don't want to give that up. 
Well, so don't make me James Williams. Well, I won't. I won't. But if you yeah. ask okay, that Okay, you bear, changed my mind. I'm not going to give it up. Forget it. <laughs> not in January. No. Jesus. Do it, yeah. in, do it in Feb. I always say do dry Feb because it's a shorter yeah. month. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And it's not quite so grim. Uh, well, look, if you are sat there listening to us thinking, God, what are they talking about? Diarising their drunken behaviour. How ludicrous. Uh, do get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. The um, email address is, as ever, um, is it just me podcast at gmail.com. And actually, Joe, we got a rather nice email this week from Steph because we touched... Actually, oh it, hi Steph uh, It was actually on the um, Changing names We talked about Ollie Murr's episode A couple of weeks ago We talked about um, People changing their names And she actually sent A message of support Saying like Joe's granny Johnny I couldn't say <laughs> Great auntie <laughs> oh, oh great auntie So she said Like Joe's great auntie Johnny I couldn't say Grandma's a child So opted to say Bobby uh, And my grandma used to say I'm going to Bob up the shop It's stuck To the point where People call her Bob And don't know her name Is actually Marjorie You have no idea If my family Who don't listen to the podcast That's a whole other <laughs> Episode if they knew that Auntie Johnny was, <laughs> getting like, a were, were, was getting some traction, yeah. that would be absolutely Well, you flawed. never know. Auntie Johnny, yeah. if you are listening, drop yeah. us an email. We'd love yeah. to hear from you as well. Oh, Auntie Johnny's dead. <laughs> oh. That would be quite some feat. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be a seance. No, that's yeah. a podcast waiting for you. a seance. I yes. think I would really freak out if great Auntie Johnny got in touch. <laughs> okay. That would not yeah. please me. Don't do yeah. that, Auntie Johnny. Done, if you, you, if you are there, you can hear us. Don't get in touch. <laughs> have you ever done a Ouija board? Oh, no, I'm too much of a no, wuss. No, I, I went through a phase when I'm I was a teenager. Oh, you're obsessed yeah. with it. He's always going to write a passage as a teenager. When you're a teenager, yeah. yeah we were, and we did it when um, River Phoenix died uh, because we were all mortified and couldn't get I still can't get over it to this day I'm still very sad you're shaking it I'm such a sad day processing the idea of a bunch of hormonal girls trying to channel River via a Ouija board just like no we were like who killed River who killed River and it told us it was Keanu (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I think somebody may have been pushing that glass around I'm just for their lawyers listening oh yeah James and I don't think it was Keanu that's all on that's all on I also do think there may have been one of your mates pushing that glass around I think it might yeah, me. do you think? <laughs> um, anyway, guys, as I said, do get in touch. Send us your emails. We love hearing from you. Um, it's is it just me podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so the next topic that we will be discussing around this round table is is it just me who gets tense around the giving and receiving of birthday cards? Now I'm about to expose myself as a really horrid horrid person. A bit <laughs> Bring of a it grinch. on, Anita. I just think that it's the about biggest time way the truth came out. I think everyone needs to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This the sham you, of being a nice person. Enough people, yeah. Anita. Yeah. It's time to cleanse yourself. I get really tense around giving I no I don't even get tense I just don't do it mm. because I have got lots of cards from my past birthdays that I've still got and not all of them that I've, I've I've got boxes full of them and you feel they're so lovely and they're so meaningful and lots of nice messages and then what do you do with them yeah and then what do you they're just they're just there and yeah. actually you can't they're not all recyclable and they cost money and it's just a thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, here's a message. There you go. Happy birthday. I'd much rather just see a person or call them or send them a message to say happy birthday than send oh, them a I card. I don't know what I think about this because I'm completely with you and I get really stressed about throwing away a load of Christmas cards, for instance. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of nice that people have thought of you, right? I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, tell me. Kind of convince yeah. me what I – because I'm in the – I, I need to know whether yeah. I should send Christmas yeah. cards this See, Christmas. I'm, I, I, I always say this. I'm not truly a grown-up because I don't give and send Christmas cards, uh. you know. Um, but I'm at that – well, I'm just coming out of that period now where I've had that spate of, uh, you know, constant text messages from people saying, oh, can I get your address, please? Can I get your address? And I know that means one thing. They're sending me a Christmas card. I'm like – and no, I always feel thing. guilty. I, hate, I, I feel, feel like guilty. It's so contrived when 
someone's asking yeah. you for your but it, address. But I know it. I think I know it's not, and I really love the fact that people think of me, and it's really lovely. But I, I'm with you. I, I actually, as soon as I get a card. I start thinking, right, how long do I have to keep this before we can go in the recycling bin? <laughs> so I've got, well, I think <laughs> Alex wrote on the weekend that she chucks them out straight away. I know, I, yeah. I feel terrible. And if she's doing it then. But there's a, you know, you've had the sentiment. What does it matter how long you keep the card? But I like, I, this is how bad I am. I like the big display of them so that if anyone comes around, they can yeah, see that I am popular. actually You are just the friends. worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe that's what I need to yeah. do. Start sending them so I start receiving them. Actually, having said that, I do have friends who are really good. They send cards, they send birthday uh, cards, they send Christmas cards. And, and they never ask it, for you, the ones that don't ever have to ask for your address because they've clearly got a diary where they've written it down and they materialise every year. And they're brilliant. You're, like, oh, but they're you're brilliant. so good at adulting. But they're so brilliant in, at adulting yeah. and everything else in their life as well. You know, they've just got a they're handle on plates, stuff. They can do everything. Maybe they're just frankly not as busy as us. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. We'll just keep telling ourselves yeah. that. That's what I do. But yeah. do you, I think though it's a bit like, you know, you're either in this life, you're either a dog person or you're a cat person. I think you're either a card person or you're not a card person. You're an asshole or you're not. <laughs> you're a I think I'm yeah. an asshole. Yeah. I'm yeah. an asshole. Um, but I, I also do think that I genuinely have friends and family members who they will well up if you send them one of those cards that has the to my dearest second cousin twice removed on this special day you know one of those really clinton to the max messages. to a wonderful grandniece <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. but they literally <laughs> start the glycerin tears start welling up in their eyes they fall for that shit and they lap it up and they love it so you know, I, I do totally I, buy into the fact that some people genuinely is coming from a very honest, very pure place. And hold all of us in a very, very dark place in hell. Yes. Exactly. For not, sending, not sending one back. Yeah. The dear, to a wonderful grandniece. Exactly. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I, I'm going to send blooming Christmas cards this year. But it's so wasteful though. But Can I do it? It I is wasteful. Know. But I feel the same way about all cards. I feel the same way about thank you cards. I feel the same way about even birthday cards. I would rather somebody bought me a bar of chocolate than sent me a birthday oh, card. but I like getting I know, a letter. Nice. I like, oh, I like a letter. Letter. No, a letter's well, different. Why is, that, why is that different? Well, because I hate to say, because I think in, in a letter... I love a thank you card. I do letter, like a thank you. In a letter, you were, that people were, are forced to write something. The problem is, I often get cards that just says, to James, love so-and-so. You know what I mean? The, the, so really, it's just four words. Do you know why I want to do it this year? You know, I think people will go their way to, to write. But it's a bit like we talk with it. I talk with this on Facebook. So I make a big thing of wishing people. The one time... Of, of, well, the one good thing about Facebook I love is it makes you... Uh, for me anyway I wish people a happy birthday I go out my way every day to check the birthdays and I wish everyone even if I've not seen them for five years or five days I don't know them well but, enough but then I, I also know. then make it really hard for myself I then go out my way I, what I a say bitch. I can't just write a generic <laughs> happy birthday so and so I have to think of something personal to write for that person I kind of test myself to not just do the generic happy birthday Anita so it has to be like, Anita, remember that time you told me? You know what I mean? So so it gives it some sort of personal meaning. So it's not just a bog standard rung it in kind I of. I mean, I just think it must be exhausting being you. It really is. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. There's an admission. I need oh. to get on it. I do have something. I need to be more active on it. I think I need to do it this year because I like the idea of, I love letter writing and yeah. receiving. And it's an art form that is a dwindling. Christmas newsletter. That would be a nice thing to do. This is my year. So as if yeah. anyone cares. <laughs> Oh, but no, I think but the there's Christmas something newsletter people. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, we're going deep yeah. today. Oh but no, I've got some friends who are Christmas really? newsletter what people. What does that mean? Well, you get. I don't you, even know you, what that you, means. You get like an annual report. Yeah. Of their year. Yeah. I think yeah. I quite like it. I would. I mean, 
wouldn't you? I had a friend, and we're not in touch anymore. And I wish we were. But they send an, uh, a CD. They used to when CDs were, you yeah. know, the thing uh, of the best me- tunes that came out that year. That's quite oh, nice. That's, cute. that's cool, nice. right? Yeah. So that's that is better than a card. Yeah. I mean, a bit more expensive yeah. and a bit more like time consuming, but that's, I don't know. An nice. annual I'm report. A really terrible person. I don't put effort into anything. People can see your annual report though, because we can read it. We can see it every week. Just like wanging on about myself in the editor's letter. Oh, that, that's what your yeah. ins- that's what your Instagram top nine is for. <laughs> Oh God, my Instagram top nine is always just, I don't know. It's really dull, my top nine, always. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, no, I don't know where we got here. It'll yeah. definitely be outfits my husband hates, probably. No, That'd it never a- is. It's always some, you know, meme I've put up about something really stupid. <laughs> about a dog. Yeah. Dogs basically. are really yeah. popular. Yeah. They, yeah. they get all the hits. I do feel there is something missing in the market, though, because I, I don't think it is just us that has this weird thing about cards. I think, and, and you know, if you are out there, people, do send us messages of support. But um, I, I think we need to devise something that has the same kind of you know well, sentimentality not, as a car but it's not the physical sending of a car I'm going to write letters that, for me it's that I, I like the idea of sitting down at my desk and just writing something so I'm going to be selective I'm going to send them to certain people but I'm going to send something meaningful and on a recyclable yeah, I, card I am not poo-pooing the Christmas card I just can't go there I would rather bake somebody something. That's what I in an ideal. Have you got, wo- have you got the time to do that? Work. I know, oh but who's got the time in their like life? That but, 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 <laughs> I was going to say, in an ideal, like, if I had like Santa's magic dust and I, and your time was not an issue, I would genuinely much rather bake everyone a birthday cake than send them a birthday card. I don't know. I kind of see the people I want to see around Christmas. So I'll kind of go and make face contact and take them a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> There you go. She just got and drink it alcohol. with and drink it with them. <laughs> I do no, I sincerely wish you both and you all, dear listeners, a merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, I have not got the time yeah. to find your postcode. You won't be getting it, but I know, I know. Merry Christmas to all. We are three Grinches yeah, around we this are. Yeah. But do have a very happy Christmas. I was, yeah. This is like unusual for me to be the least Grinchy. I That's know. Quite good. Yeah. Something's very wrong in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't feel bad saying this because all my friends know. I'm not the person they're going to get a card from. No. And, but that's why I should probably do it this but year. You, and you was, do, you just get that pang of guilt every time one drops. Yeah. You but don't right. you worry though, Nita. The, the, the year you start, that is it. It's like breaking the seal when going to wee. You know what I mean? Once you've had that first wee in a night out, you, you're living in the toilet. Once you start sending those Christmas cards, people would expect it it's every just year. like that Anita. is that how it happens <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful analogy I, I, do, I live my life like this where I like people to have zero expectations of me yeah. so that when I do do something it's like oh my god you did some. so that's just generally yeah. across like I, life I need don't have any expectations you carried the Christmas yeah. tree you're yeah. good exactly. oh yeah I did yeah. carry yeah. the Christmas yeah. tree you yeah, did. So you're I not did. a Grinch no I'm not, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I nearly wavered this year I came very close I, I, I'm, I'm, but my mum did say she would have heart failure if she ever got a Christmas card from me so in a weird way I'm actually keeping my mum alive by yeah. not doing it so you know hey I'm, I'm, I'm great too I'm you not the Grinch stick with that one <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. I don't know what we've concluded here no. as usual <laughs> we're <Yeah>. weird <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. I don't know how Ireland ended up being the one to introduce this topic. Don't read into this, Harry and Leonie Elvin. Is it just me who often asks, how can I be related to you? (laughs) Internally, obviously, in your head internally. Well, I can't always promise that it's just an internal conversation. Never more so than when you're looking at Facebook Mm. and certain Mm. older generations' political views, for instance, naming no names, naming no Elvins. Um, Or, you know, just... Interestingly, though, I I think you've got a sister. I know you've got a brother. brother, brother, And I'm one of four. And I think it's kind of fascinating. And it's not a criticism at all. But the four of us are so different yeah we i mean we don't even really look that alike so you know let's ask my what's going on there but um (laughs) we're so different in what we like what we don't like what we do what we care about and it's it's bizarre isn't it but do you have Uh, a common you must have a common ground i would imagine like the sense of humor must be well we like whinging about my mum a bit of gallows humor me and my brother are totally different as well but my mum always used to say when me and my brother get into a little spat when we were little She'd, or any sibling, she'd say, look, one hand, four fingers, one thumb, all completely different, but yeah. still on the same hand. So it's a very Indian way of explaining something. <laughs> so, okay, mum. That's really yeah, sweet. It is sweet. She is yeah. sweet. I, I, my brother and I, like my brother's my comrade. Like he's the one, even though we're totally different, I'm the overbearing, probably bullied him a little bit, big sister. Yeah, are you older? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And he's, he's cool and he's quiet, but he's also very clever and very thoughtful and very creative so we're worlds apart but we're we're really similar in many ways we've got a similar sense of humor but it's the extended indian family and i have a lot of family that growing up particularly when especially when all you want to do is fit in you just kind of go to these family functions and go and want to just crawl under the table i can't believe like that this this is my family and this awful thing to say but I know there's lots of people who can relate to it yeah and especially big Indian families because you've got people from all over the world from all walks of life with all sorts of opinions and all sorts of ways of dressing and yeah, yeah. my dad has a twin who oh, could really? not be what she's and it's a woman obviously so it's they don't look alike but they are completely different in so many ways and dad said even growing up that like they were just chalk and cheese like absolute opposites and they look yeah. So different. See, as well. see, I have this weird thing where my sister and I, I mean, lots of people think we're twins, but we are quite close in age. There's only a couple of years between us. So everyone thinks we are twins because they think we look so physically alike. 
Um, but then weirdly, you know, we are, we have a very similar, similar sense of humor. So, you know, we can make each other laugh like no one else can. Um, and, you know, obviously because we were so close in growing up, you know, we've got all those memories and, you know, those great touch points that we could just make each other laugh. But it's weird. You know, for as similar as we are, we are so different. And I think for, in the same way we can make each other laugh, we can also make each other so angry. And I think that's often what happens I think, with siblings, especially, is, you know, because like I said, I, I, I sometimes look at my sister and I go, God, because she, she's so, she's a really good person. Like she gets really motivated and she's really moral. And I bet I, she sends I, Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she does actually. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, she has a really good, strong political, social conscience, yeah. you know. And I hate to say it, I'm more of the kind of oh, apathetic a bit like, oh, you know, it's all let's all have an easy life and let's get on or I believe there's a time and a place for that and sometimes you've got to let stuff slide and you know I mean basically I I, I tend to be a bit more trivial I suppose <laughs> I mean I know that's shocking news right for regular flawed. listeners of this yeah. podcast um, but you know and I, I admire it and in a way I sometimes go oh god it's almost like holding up to me a mirror going oh why can't you be a bit more like that but I, the, the, the most liberating moment in my life and it happened quite recently uh, was when I realised my brother's not me and he doesn't think like me and he doesn't want to be me and he makes his own decisions based on who he is it's like oh wow that's a, that feels great now yeah. now I get it I get it like he complete when we were growing up it's like you should do this you should do that it's wonderful when you realise that they, they're not like you yeah. and they think differently. It is weird, isn't it? Because that, I, I, that's what I'm going through with yeah. my daughter. That's uh. the thing where you really have to understand that that's, that's a separate person yeah. and they're not going to be just like you just because she came out of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that was a revelation. I think yeah. I'm still having it with my yeah. mum now. Like my mum, to this day, I mean, I love you mum, but you know this because I've said it to you forever in my life. It's like even she was saying, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, nothing, nothing, nothing. You don't need to buy me anything. And she said, I'll get you something to wear. And no, please, no, <laughs> please, for the love of God, please, love of God. there has never been one words, thing you've bought me ever in my words, life. No daughter wants to hear from my mother oh, at Christmas. That I'm ever going to yeah. wear. And you've bought me things yeah. and they've put been in the cupboard and I've looked at them and I've thought, right, when is it okay to give this to the charity shop? Yeah. Like, yeah. how, like that is, so we've oh. just, if I go to prison, yeah. I'll wear that. Yeah. 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 But you know, in the Indian culture, like there, I mean, I guess this is to do with migrants generally in different families, but there's so many different cultural Way, things that different families have so for instance in my family my mum and dad have been quite liberal and open minded and I've got friend, family members who have very different cultural values yeah. in their own homes and I was the first person let me get this right thinking about within my immediate sort of first cousins on both sides to have a, a marriage based on who I wanted to get married wow. to had nothing to do with my family and there's that was the f and I'm the first person in my family to do that yeah and there's no point in my life where I thought I'm ever going to be introduced to anyone via my family or have an arranged marriage or any of that but my cousins have gone for it mm. and that's based on their own family culture I'm like yeah wow I mean I, I respect it and I get it it's their choice but it is so different to my culture, like my immediate family's culture and yeah. the culture I'll bring my family but I, up in. I guess you were very lucky that that, you know, that, that was just... Yeah, you you that was your choice, and you were able to do that. Yeah, and I had fam and I had parents. This is what makes me lucky because I know because I've grown up in this environment where there are girls who would love to be able to go out there and do whatever the heck they want, but their parents just haven't allowed them to do it. And it's horrible, and it's tragic, and it's sad, and it pisses me off. And you know, everyone knows that to my core, it's what I want to change about the world. Um, and it will happen after another generation. But yeah, I mean, I've grown up with aunts and mothers who have all been, you know had to marry who their parents tell them to yeah. And, yeah. yeah most of them forced into doing it not even like a 
a forced marriage like oh if you don't do this we'll kill you just that weight of expectation that if you don't do this you're gonna totally dishonor and shame your family I mean, I it's absolutely horrible. shudder to think who the hell my parents would have chosen. <laughs> who would they have chosen? I, I just, I would, I'd, in an alternative universe that I don't have to commit to, I'd like to see <laughs> who, who they would have gone for. In a sliding door yeah. kind of way. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Actually, thankfully, yeah. my mum did say to me when I did have one of the many arguments with her when I was a teenager, I was like, there's just no way I'm going to go down that route. Like, what part of me that you've brought yeah. up thinks that I'm going to... And then she went... To be honest, Anita, with you, we wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> I was like, okay, great, great. <laughs> There's a compliment yeah. in there somewhere. Somewhere. There is. Yeah, yeah. No, I love yeah. it. I take it. Great. Yeah. It is fun. And I always think, cause I, I obviously do sit there sometimes. I go, how on earth am I from the same gene pool? But then you have to always remember, <laughs> they're probably having the exact same course, years, looking at course you going, how on but earth, where did you come one? from? You know? Am I the only one who secretly thinks I'm the best one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, no, we all do. They should have just stopped after me. <laughs> but you are the least stressful. You are the best I mean, I really was the least stressful. We're biased. What but number yeah, are you? I'm number one. Yeah. Number oh, one, wow. baby. See, they, yeah. won, they won. They lucked out. They, they kept trying to better it <laughs> and they kept worsening it. How many, what have yeah. you got? All, all girl, all girl. Two, I've got two brothers and a sister. Okay. So there yeah. are two of each. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just loving the idea of all your brothers and sisters tuning into the hearing that moment. Yeah, they just the got worse. I've told, them, I've told them many times that I'm the best one. Isn't it? I mean, my sister, who's the youngest, she, I mean, I wasn't allowed to do anything. So, you know, if I was a minute after curfew, I used to be in huge trouble, grounded for months. because yeah, we're the Sometimes first. given a whack over the head, you know, all that sort of thing. My sister... By the time she came along, number four, they were exhausted with all of that. So she would go out on a Friday night and come back on a Monday morning sometime. And it's like, you know, and then they'd worry and she wouldn't answer calls and all this sort yeah. of thing. I was the least stressful one. Did you think as well, it must, I mean, it, your parents would probably never admit this, but I bet you at some point in their head, they probably look at you, their children. If they've got more than one, they probably go, oh, good, if I could take that bit of that one, yes. that bit of that one, <laughs> they would have the perfect child, wouldn't they? Because yes. that is true. We said we've all, because I, I look at my sister, and obviously she's got amazing qualities, but they're very different to mine. But I guess, you know, if, if we could put them all together, we'd actually make a pretty good one whole person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think parents get disappointed with their kids? I mean, I know all well, parents love do, right? their yes. children. Yeah. But like, and I think well, that's but, healthy. But probably from a place of worry yeah. rather than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I guess it, it, it depends. I think if you project something onto it, like you, like you were saying, you can't assume just because your child is your child, they're going to be good at what you're good at. That's yeah. where it gets yeah. to a dark place. you just got to let them... I mean, I'm not a parent. It's You've easy got to me deal to with the that. person that you have. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you know, <laughs> another a wonderful analogy. My dog trainer said to me, "Not obviously not. I'm not, the, I'm not the dog he's training. He's training my dog. But he did say to me, the mistake lots of people make with their dogs is they try to train out the natural traits of the breed. Mm. So they'll take a terrier and try to stop it from being a lively, active, that like, you know, curious. That is super deep. You know, but, yeah, that but is deep. But that's what yeah. fat parents do yeah. without yeah. even noticing. It's and a subconscious work with, thing. Work with uh, your kids. Don't work against what they've yes. got been given. Yeah. I credit my mum for being the most positive and empowering woman like there's so much I'm sure of me being me is based on you know how I've been brought up and the messages that she's been but it really I noticed she's got a grandchild now the first one my brother had a baby and we love her because she's Aww. and at Aww. Christmas we're going to put her in the middle of the room she's seven months old and all of us are just going to stare. stare at her yeah oh, amazing it's, yeah. and she's amazed so she's yeah. changed all our lives all the presents oh my yeah, god she's changed our lives and she's brilliant oh baby's first Christmas yeah. yeah amazing and I was yeah. talking to mum the other day we were kind of just cooing about her and saying how brilliant she is because she's got great personality really charismatic child and very smiley and mum just went oh a born leader don't you think and I went I don't know mum she's seven months old like all of a sudden already I'm like wow that's yeah that's what you do I mean it's positive it's not like she's saying anything negative but it's like wow okay that's probably what you did 
you know. But I think that's adorable. That, yeah, that child is. is the center of grandma's oh, universe. Yeah, my God. I love that. And yeah. she and my mum, yeah. you know, she deserves it. That's yeah. what, I've just I, I, I've seen what what a, ch- what a grandchild can do to yeah. grandparents. Oh. My mum and dad have got this new lease of life now. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's I brilliant. Saw, I saw that, yeah. Well, on that lovely, oh. fuzzy, warm oh. note, what a lovely way to wrap up another episode. I know. Um, thank you, Anita, for oh, joining us you again. So you can I come any week you want. We love having you. I'll you just know be that. here. Joe's office is great. Oh, yeah, you're, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're one of my faves. Check out. Says that to do everyone. check yeah. out Anita's, no, I don't. Uh, do check out Anita's podcast available yes. on all the usual platforms Absolutely. It's Anita Rani. Check it out. Lots of TV stuff. You can it's Anita Rani, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. But With my podcast, super inspiring yeah. people and on it. Have a very, very <laughs> including Jan. Oh yeah, Monday. right. Yeah. Yes. A very happy Christmas. You too. And happy New Year. And, uh, and maybe you'll get a card from me or maybe you won't. <laughs> I won't hold my breath here. It's a very passive aggressive Christmas card, isn't it? It's like, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes, um, thank you and happy Christmas to everyone else. Merry Christmas, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.